Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hidden Pearls podcast. Today, it is just me and BK. Um, he's actually coming to you from his car. Yay. We're going to talk about that. But um, yeah, we're just excited, so hyped about playoffs. Um, we just wanted to keep this episode pretty light just with how much is going on uh, for everyone and the fact that George and Bruce haven't had power at the house. So yeah, so we're just going to, Bob's and I are getting on and riff a little bit, but we're excited. We have some big announcements for Hidden Pearls podcast. Your girl got engaged. Um, so we're going to get into all those things. So either way, thank you so much. And let's get into the show. Hello, Hidden Pearls podcast fans, friends, and followers. Um, we are really excited because BK is doing this interview from a car, which I think might be a first for us. Um, the whole uh, community up north has been struggling with power. How's that yeah, going, Dad? Uh, we are in day four without power at the house. I mean, day one is enough, and then two, and then it was supposed to come on yesterday, didn't. They're saying later tonight, but I don't know. So anyway... Uh, yeah, there's a portion of the community that we're at. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. So it's a little bit colder than we'd like. Refrigerator's not working very well. Tossed a lot of stuff out, but at least we got it clean. And I'm having to run to Starbucks and I'm a little jittery because I drink too much coffee to plug all my stuff in. So anyway, I had to get an adapter for the car so we can drive around and charge stuff. But anyway, hopefully it'll end soon. But here we are, the Hidden Pearls podcast rolling through, coming in week 18. Wild card weekend. It's really everybody weekend. It's the only people that are off are the damn first seeds. But anyway, wild card weekend, and we'll get into the, some football stuff here in a minute. But anyway, I'm very excited to be joining the lovely, the talented, and the most beautiful Emma with me today. So I'm grateful for that. So we're very excited to bring you this show and uh, happy to do that. So, all right, without any further ado or poopa. I like that poopa. I'm not sure what it is, but anyway, okay. Uh, I was going to start with the uh, All Pro team, which just got announced. I think we should. I just posted it on my Instagram. My Instagram. So uh, nice. let's Look at let's that. start there. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's do. Well, there were uh, Chiefs and the Niners led the way. So the Chiefs and Niners both had four guys named to the first team pro. So I'll just run through the Chiefs and the Niners a little bit. I, there's a couple people I do want to talk about. We'll get to that. So Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, QB. Uh, he had 49 out of 50 possible votes. Travis Kelsey was unanimous picket with 50 votes. And then Chris Jones, he's uh, D lineman at 49, so one off. The Niners, Nick Boza had 49. He was one short of being a unanimous pick. Trent Williams, now in his that was his two time, second time for Trent making all pro. He's like a 10-time pro bowler. I don't know how that gets mixed up. Anyway, Fred Warner's back in. I think Fred's been on it before, but I can't remember. But anyway, I should have looked at that. And then the new, the amazing, the talented, with great hair, Talona Hufanga has made it to the first team All-Pro team. So we were super excited. And uh, all those guys are great guys that we know. And um, he's been super fun to have on the team. So that's been really exciting. So anything you want to add to any of those guys so far, Em? Um, not really. I mean, I think it's just a testament to how well these people take care of their bodies, like to be existing at that level over and over and over. And I mean, it's, it's challenging yourself, but it's also really working on recovery and how you're coming back. And I mean, cause every year we're getting older, every year our bodies are changing. And so it's making sure that, I mean, you're kind of just relearning your system every single year. So cheers to all the people who made that um, congratulations. And we're very proud of how many Niners are on that list. 
Yeah, there's no doubt. So congratulations to all those folks. I wanted to mention a couple. I'm kind of an O-line guy, so I just want to mention uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, plays for the Eagles, a center, been all pro forever. But anyway, Jason Kelsey also made it. I think this is his sixth, and it's Travis's fifth, I believe, if I have that right. And then Lane Johnson is back in. So congrats to Lane. Um, our histories go way back. He's an OU guy. And we all know him when we were at OU and I was there. So had the great privilege of coaching him and uh, very, very happy for him. I know he's a little nicked up right now, but I think the rumor is that he's going to be back when the Eagles come back from their bye weekend play. Looks like whoever's the winner of the Cowboys-Bucks game, but you never know. It's a wild thing. So congrats to them and uh, shout out to both those guys for doing it. I also want to just mention Las Vegas, the running back of the first team was Josh Jacobs. We saw up close and personal. That dude is really a beast. And so shout out to him. Great job for him. And then the uh, other wide receivers. So Justin Jefferson from the Vikings had your just bust out, unbelievable, all pro year. He was also a unanimous decision. The other wide receivers, Tyree Kill, who we uh, have known from Kansas City days, but down in Miami now and had an unbelievable year. And I guess I want to shout out to him because there was so much conversation about just the impact he made in the locker room as well and really helping the Miami Dolphins kind of change their culture. So that's pretty cool. And then Devontae Adams, um, now with Las Vegas, uh, we saw firsthand <laughs> that wow. dude could be. Yeah, pretty amazing. And then last, I just want to shout out, not to really slight anybody, but Zach Martin, uh, six-time uh, O-line uh, All-Pro and just been a just a solid linchpin there for the Cowboys. So really like that. Okay, then let's talk then just for a moment about second team because we might know some folks there. So second team, uh, QB was Jalen Hurts uh, with the Eagles and Nick Chubb out of Cleveland was the running back just because people kind of care about that. Uh, I wanted to mention Tristan Wirfs, who's an Iowa guy playing uh, offensive line for the Bucks. He's an offensive tackle. So congrats to him. Really happy for him. And our friend from the New Orleans Saints, Demario Davis, uh, we don't really like playing him all that much, but we do like doing stuff with him with the Players Coalition. So shout out to Demario. And then, Emma, was there one more name we wanted to mention? Yes, from our tight end selection, the one and only George Kittle. Boom, 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 boom. So anyway, so shout out. Um, anyway, yeah, he's our Emma's brother, my kid, obviously. So we're super excited for him because making all pro, the all pro team first or second is really a big deal. So uh I know he's very excited about that and glad to contribute and we'll get into more of some of his stuff coming up, but uh, we're very privileged and honored and feel really great about that and very happy for George. So anyway, congrats to all the all pro dudes and all that kind of stuff as we roll into this wild card weekend. All right. Uh, Emma, anything else on all pro? No, I'm just super excited. I mean, I'm hoping that we are going to be in the Super Bowl instead of uh, going back to the pro bowl, but either way, we've always had a blast at going to those events. So, you know, exciting times. The, the Pro Bowl games now. Now it's flag football kind of thing, which is a lot better because those games are getting awful because nobody wanted to get hurt. So that's a whole other story. But yeah, uh, that is hopeful. So that week in between when the Pro Bowl is played and, and just noting again, I think for some folks, if you're listening, it's really confusing. All pro team is different than the Pro Bowl team. So they're kind of two distinct kind of uh, awards at the end of the year, uh, but both very very honoring. So we're very grateful for that. So, uh, but hopefully, yeah, in that week, we are not at the Pro Bowl. Uh, although you and I might go just because yeah. we're going to do stuff with the NFLPA and all that. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. But anyway, we're hoping, but we'll see. And we're going to talk about that in just a sec. So let's jump to our Niners update, shall we? I'd love that. I thought you might. So um, I have this in the outline, but we should just first talk about if folks missed it. Uh, George's grandmother, Lugene Crager, was at the game. 
she was on national TV or at least whatever. I don't know if we were national that game or not, but anyway, uh, it was really big. And I, I just wanted to put a shout out to the Niner organization for sure from beginning to end, just first class. We'd asked for some support about that uh, from the time they met us and had a gorgeous, was that a smoking hot, red hot wheelchair? So she gets around pretty good. She didn't really want to take the wheelchair, but it's a lot of walking. So anyway, she did that. And um, so we uh, went through that. But anyway, from the wheelchair in and the transportation and all the everything that they did for us, and getting her up into the box, being down on the field, and then just having her on the camera and then all the way around the ring, you know, lucky 100 and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so thank you to the Niners organization for doing such a great job and uh, being there with us done those things. So we want to and to to all the fans who were at the game or who were sharing those stuff. Like that was so special when we uh walked out through the tunnel. Um she was in the wheelchair and she was like holding onto my hand as we were going through. And it's it's a little it's pretty overwhelming when you run when you walk out the tunnel. But all of a sudden she like she lets go of my hand and is like blowing kisses to people. And I mean she, she really just felt so loved and seen and celebrated. And I think that's exactly what we wanted her to feel was how special she is to us. Um, and so the fact that like literally the whole Niners organization and the fans really got behind it. So if you were at the game, I just really want to say thank you so much for singing happy birthday and also um, just making her feel like a total rock star. So thank you very much for that. Yeah. But you're right though. She stepped right into it. Then she? she's from, little, Oh my uh, gosh. She's great. <laughs> little uh, Mount union, Iowa. And, uh, then she popped right in and she had the diamonds rolling and waving kisses and she like stepped right in. So she was ready. So happy birthday, Lou Jean. We're glad you're around for a hundred and we can't wait for the next, however many it is. And so um, super great to have you there. So, and again, thanks to the Niners. Okay. Well, there was a football game that day last weekend and it was an important one. And there's been a lot of debate about this, but anyway, uh, it was really fun. So this is one of the few years that the Niners made a complete sweep of everybody in the Western division. They won both games against all the other teams so that was a really big deal, which really helped us in our seedings. We ended up with the second seed. There was some debate about whether they should lose the game, try to take the third seed so they'd have an easier game because it was either the Giants or Seattle and or Green Bay last week. We didn't know. But the Lions went into Green Bay and put a beating on them and ended their thing. So that was pretty bizarre. Uh, but anyway, so we've got the Seattle Seahawks coming in. So anyway, um, Niners offense, beat, we uh, ended up beating the Cards 38 to 13. So scoring some good points. Um Offense had 311 yards and 61 plays, 142 pass, and 169 on 37 rushes. So the rush game was pretty solid, really stayed with it. Young Mr. Purdy was indeed Purdy. So uh, what a great story. Every week there's like a new record he's setting. And yeah. so uh, he brings us up with this 10-game win streak now, so it's pretty cool. He was 15 to 23 passing touchdowns, no interceptions, which is huge. No turnovers for the team. And every, we're kind of talking over here, NFL Rookie of the Year for the offense. So um, I know there's some other folks out there, but we sure think uh, he's done his job. So we're pretty proud of that. So anyway, I'll pause there. Emma. any other? I got a couple other highlights in the script, though, but you want to mention anything I've, that I've talked about? No, I just think it's been really exciting and really fun. Obviously, if you guys are following the Niners games at all, just the level of energy. And I feel like it's such a dynamic game. It just, it feels like such a different team with him as a quarterback. Uh, so I think that's pretty fun. Obviously I, I mean, this is Georgia's highest tight end or highest touchdown uh, season ever. And so just, you know, he's been a huge part of that, obviously. So the rest of the team and Kyle and all the things, but 
Um, just watching those two connect has been such a celebration. So I am just so grateful for Brock Purdy. And halfway through, uh, we kind of looked down and George and Brock Purdy were blowing kisses to grandma up in the up in our stands. So that was that was a pretty fun moment too. That was pretty fun. Yeah, all the players were great, even after the game too, right? I mean, I know. Play, yeah, Nick Boza came by. We were in the tunnel afterwards waiting for George and Nikki came by and gave grandma a hug. And he told her, he said, well, any of the records that I may have hold, they're nothing compared to the record that you have for being 100. So anyway, he was very kind. All the players were. Trent Williams came by a few other players too, so we thank them. So, okay, uh, let's see. Eli uh, Eli Mitchell was back, uh, five rushes for 55 yards and two TDs, but you talk about a hammer in the red zone. So that was super exciting. Running hard, ball was tight, and the O-line did a really good job on that. We converted in the red zone very, very well. That was really good. And our buddy CMC, the old Christian McCaffrey train, 10 rushes for 45 yards, three of three on receptions for 34 yards and one TD. He had a total of 79 yards. So, again, Christian really just over and over makes his impact felt. So he's just such a great release. He runs great routes. Interesting in this game, people notice that. I'm sure they put him out at the X spot uh, on the one receiver side. And he ran against the corner and still – you know, lit him up and got a 12-yard game for first down. So anyway, Christian's doing a great job. And uh, Mr. Ayuk and the rest and Kyle Jusic had a great, nice reception. And, and Devo was back. Twerked his, yep. And uh, yeah, and great move too. Uh, the Juice put a little move on the safety and yacked it up. So that was really good. And, and Devo's back, got a little bit of playing time in, but he'll be back full speed this week. And so that'll be really good. So we should have our full arsenal. So very exciting. All right, then. As family of George, uh, we'll just jump on the George Kittle train. Anyway, he was 4-6, 29 yards, two, D, two TDs. So it's been so much fun watching him score, and we really like that. So uh, so that gave him 11 on the season, which is his career best in touchdowns in a season. So that was really fun. So we're good. Already mentioned he made the second-team all-pro team in addition to the Pro Bowl, so that's really fun. So uh, that was all really good. So we we had a really good time there with old grandma. So let's well, see. And George uh, became, is it 6,000 yards? Like the fastest player to get to, you remember, was it 5,000 5, yards in his first six seasons? Yeah. So there's, yeah, a couple, and they kind of, the way they count them is a little bit different depending on games or seasons and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's right in there with that group of, um, you know, his yardage and all those things that he's putting together. So I think this year finished just under 800 yards on the season. I should look that up. I should know. Uh, but anyway, right in there. So, but um, very grateful and just kind of trying to contribute and do all those kind of things. Um, I guess if I was going to talk about the game, the well, my favorite play in the game, um, it, George pulled and Trent Williams, they were doing a post block and George did a combo on Trent, no players to be named, but the uh, defensive end on that side just got smoked. Anyway, that big knockdown and they uh, scored a touchdown on it. Eli ran right underneath them and all that kind of stuff. But it was really fun afterwards. George was kind of in his flex mode because he got a little jacked up with the run game. And then him and Trent Williams did some kind of silverback gorilla dance over in the corner, the two of them slapping each other. So, but anyway, it's just fun when people get excited about the run game and moving the ball that way. So there's, like you said, a lot of great energy out on the team and a lot of really cool things happening. So, all right, uh, let's see. And JJ Watt, that was super cool. That's just where I was going. Yeah. Well, that was super cool. So anyway, O-line, we gave up four sacks, including one to JJ, and he brought some pressures. He, at this point in his career, and he's leaving, and he's always said that he wanted to leave when he was still playing good football, and boy, has he ever, you know, you don't, if a guy's not on your team, you kind of see some highlights, but you don't really know how he plays, but he was disruptive the whole day, caused a lot of problems. You talk about being able to get skinny 
and get through a gap and or use his hands, he really, really is good. It was really fun. I watched the entire game back uh, on George's iPad when I got done. Don't tell the Niners. But anyway, um, that was really fun. And so really, really good player. And it was really cool at the end, didn't you think? So they kind of gave him a moment to walk off and yeah. got a standing ovation from the Niner crowd. So shout out to Bang Bang Gang for just, you know, appreciating great players. So it is really a family. And uh, we want to beat their ass when we're playing them. But by God, you got to respect. Game's got to respect game. And JJ's mm-hmm. really got some games. So that was really fun. So, okay, very cool. Uh, let's see, we had a solid rush game, as we mentioned, 169 yards. And uh, so it was pretty cool. So all of that was really good. We A little bit of pressure. But uh, I will say this, Purdy's presence in the pocket, he's done such an amazing job when he is under pressure, either kind of moving around a little bit and or just taking the sack and doing that. So he's done a really good job with that when he does get pressure. Okay, and favorite stat, in addition, the win is the favorite stat. What's my other favorite stat, Em? Mm, that we still have the number one ranked defense. Oh, right before that. Mm. That too, though. Oh, no turnovers. Oh, I was like, T.O.'s. Hmm. Yeah, I know. All my lingo. <laughs> anyway, so once again, Niners got through the game without a turnover. And as folks might know, we beat this one. But like, if you look at the current playoff structure, right, there's 14 teams in it. And I think 10 of them are in the top either 10 or 11 of the turnover ratio. So big one for the Niners, they, um, with the turnovers that they got off the Cardinals, uh, overall we're 12 and 0 when we win or tie the turnover ratio. And, uh, and we won the NFL turnover ratio. With a really cool, but when your turnover ratio, so it's plus and higher, you're going to do pretty good. And it really, so all the teams that are in the playoffs right now that have been winning football, that you don't turn the football over. So it's really great. There's a great article out. I think it's on the Niner Wire, um, but it's how one of the coaches sits down and each week they have a turnover, ball control, ball possession. They do it with the offense and defense. And I think it's really great. So we do what we focus on and they've done a great job of trying to focus on that. So anyway, congratulations to the entire Niner organization for that because it is really difficult to do and it shows up in the success that we've had. Okay, Em, run on the next one then. The next stat. Ooh, uh, the defense one? Yeah. Yes, we're uh, we're still the number one ranked defense in points allowed, 16.3, and interceptions at 20. That's been very exciting lately. Yeah, it's pretty good. So we gave, we're not number one in total yards given up, um, which I, I would argue is kind of a little bit lower down a nice one. They're still very high. I don't know, either your second or third challenge. Points a lot is really what wins games or doesn't win games and whether people convert in the red zone or not and people aren't. So that's really great. And the INTs, obviously, turnover and how important that is. So that's pretty cool. So we're really, really excited about all that. Okay. And then, do we believe that Nick Bosa is going to be Defensive Player of the Year? What do you think, Kim? I, yes. I'm, I'm team yes, I believe. All right. There's some folks out there that have done some cool stuff, but I think Nick's presence, the way he brings pressure and critical downs is 18.5 sacks in the regular season. Uh, all the things that he's done that way, he's just been a great player. So we are certainly rooting for him. So we're hoping for that. All right. And very fortunate too. We had uh, no real serious injuries or anything like that. So we've got our team intact, got the win, got the second seed, and we are rolling on to the, the playoffs. Players. Bam. All right, Em. Run us. The NFC. Who's playing who and what's it look like? 
Well, in the NFC, the Eagles are 14 and three. So obviously they have a bye. I was hoping they were going to lose. Actually, Lane Johnson also just came out with this like WWE style promo um, about the playoffs coming through on his Instagram. That was pretty awesome. So go Lane. Love your... I mean, Lane would be a terrifying person to face in a WWE match. Um, So maybe there's a little foreshadowing. But either way, Niners 13 and four. Wait, 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 wait. What do you think? George and Lane... I know. That's exactly where I was going. I know. Lane, we need to talk, brother. We're going to tag you in this thing. You better give us a shout out back. Yeah, I think the Lane, you could wear that chicken head mask that you wore when you guys beat up on the Patriots and won the Super Bowl. Was it? No, it was a donkey, right? No, it was a dog because they were the underdogs. Dog, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I can't remember. All I know is you had a plastic thing over your head, which I think you're used to. But anyway, okay. Sorry, I'm going ahead. Uh, so we're 13 and four. We are hosting the seventh seed, the Seattle Seahawks nine and eight. Uh, next we have the Vikings, which are 13 and four, which are hosting the sixth seed, the New York giants, which are nine and seven and one tie. Um, and then the bucks are eight and nine hosting the fifth seed, the Cowboys <coughs> at which are 12 and five. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. might wonder about that. So, but the Bucks won their division with a losing record, boo South, both divisions in the South divisions and the AFC and NFC were really a tough year for both of them. But anyway, so the Bucks come through with the eight, nine record. They're the fourth seed Vikings, third seed Niners, second seed. So let's talk a little, we're going to talk more about the Niners. Um, we'll, we'll come back. So the Vikings 13 to four host the six seed New York giants, nine, seven and one. Um, so the, uh, Vikings are favored by three at home, which I was kind of surprised. Like, you know, that's, I thought they'd be favored by more than that, given the record and everything. Uh, but the Vikings have kind of struggled in some of these late season games and they've lost a couple kind of dramatically. So I guess we're going to wait and see. That's really one. So, but if the Vikings would win, then they would travel and play the Niners out here. So that would be our next. So the second seed would meet the third seed. And then the Eagles as the first seed would get the winner between the Bucks and the Cowboys, which is a lower seed. So I don't know how that'll all play out. So, but it's going to be really interesting. So it should be good games. And then the Bucks and Cowboys on Monday night football. Uh, and let's see, the Cowboys are actually favored on the road at Tampa by two and a half. So that's going to be a really interesting game. So Cowboys generally have played pretty good, but they've struggled some as well. I think the big gnomer there everybody's talking about is Cowboys have not been very good on grass and outdoors. And this obviously is an outdoor game on grass and home to Mr. Brady. So I think that will be a very close game. It'll be a tough one for the Cowboys to get out of there with a win. So very interesting. All right. All right, Lou Boo, what's happening in the AFC then? Great question, Bruce. So Kansas City, uh, first seed, they were 14 and three. So they have their bye. Then we have the Bills, Mr. Josh Allen with 13 and three, host seventh seed Miami. Um, And and who else? The Ike Bodeker. Ike Bodeker. We went to just kind of name our Iowa guys. So Ike, shout out to you, big fella. Is he is he totally back? He's all back from his Achilles stuff. I'm not. I I think he's back. He's on the active. I I, I didn't right. see how much he's playing, but anyway, we're hopeful for his health and well being and all that kind of stuff and uh, their success in the playoffs as well. So anyway, so okay. Bills are favored by two point five, right? Uh, correct. Mm. Bills are favored by 2.5 over the seven seed Miami, who tough there. We'll go ahead and review them and then we'll come back and chat. All right. Then we have the Bengals, our Trent Taylor, also Mr. Cool Joe Burrow, uh, 12 and four, hosts the six seed, the Ravens, which are 10 and seven. Bengals are favored by nine. Um, then we have the Jags, which are nine and eight, and the Jags host fifth seed Chargers, which are 10 and seven. Mr. Joey Bosa's back, and the Chargers are favored by two and a half. 
Well done reading the plus and minuses. That's pretty good. You you gambling woman. Okay, so Kansas City hanging out uh, for the week, so they deserve that. They've had a pretty solid year and all that kind of stuff, and certainly came out and put a whooping on us before we got our shit together. All right, the Bills hosting seventh seed at the second seed, 13-3 and three against Miami. Miami finally rallied and got that win. The, it was tough. When they came out and visited us, then they went on a four-game losing streak, uh, and really the one – that they went back and the one they lost to Green Bay was really tough, but they ended up winning the last game, got to nine and eight and made it to the playoffs as a seventh seed. So if healthy with their tools and a lot of it depends if the old QB is going to be there or not. So we're going to have to see if old Mr. Two is able to get there. Obviously a lot of concern about his health with the concussions that he's had, uh, that kind of stuff. So we uh, hope and wish the best for him, but we sure also shout out to our Miami friends and some of the former Niners that are there. Okay. Uh, but that should be a good one. I think the, you know, the Miami went up to play the Bills earlier and it was cold in December uh, and it was a really good game. And everybody was talking Miami wouldn't be able to handle the cold. So I just don't think that's a thing. And they've been through it. Uh, so I think that'll be a, as a 2.5 game. I think that's pretty fair. So I think that's going to be a dog, dog, dog fight and a shootout. How's that? For would you, would you rather be a Miami team and always have to be used to playing in the heat? Or would you rather be like a New York style bills team where you always have to be ready to play in the cold? Um, uh, let's see. I, well, just for living purposes, I'd rather be in Miami <laughs> living in the warmth. Uh, you know, I can put a shirt on people, you know, they talk so much about that, but I don't know, being from Iowa, I, I think for some people it's always tough. Um, but I think guys, it's a mindset, you, you know, you throw on the long sleeve shirt and you go out and play ball. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a thing to it. Like if you do it all the time, you're maybe a little better at it, but I don't know. We went up a year ago and beat the Packers, you know, in January in Lambeau at night. And, uh, while it was snowing. Yeah. While it was snowing, it was, I mean, it was really cold Yeah, and, uh, boys didn't have any problems. So that's a California group. And so now Northern Cali. It's kind of, you know, I mean, it's a little colder thing, but it, it's nothing like that. So I don't know. I don't, I think that's a little overplayed. So then we'll see, but okay. Then we got Bengals 12 and four as a third seed hosting the Ravens at number the six seed, 10 and seven. Big thing there is uh, Lamar Jackson's probably not supposed to play. Um, so looks like he's out. So that's going to be a little tough one for there. So Bengals are favored by nine in that one, which I think they probably handled pretty, pretty well at home. And then the Jags, very surprising. They've done a great job. They really finished strong nine and eight. They won the South there. At least they have a winning record. Tampa, you should be ashamed making the playoffs with that record. But anyway, most of the fifth-seeded Chargers, who are also really solid team, great defense. And as you mentioned, Joey Bose is back. And anytime the old Bose is on the field, a lot of things can happen. So, um, and the Chargers on that one. That's, you know, that's another one, though, a cross-country game. You know, they're flying from it, California, yeah. all the way out, uh, playing there. So that that is a little bit more than people like to think. So uh, it'll be really interesting interesting for them in that game. So I'm looking for a very close game on that one. So, but anyway, super excited to be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's one thing, you know, we go to all season. I just, you know, was reflecting on this and now we're in the one and done. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you go, <laughs> if you don't win, you're, it's over, man. You're, you know, throw the empty of the locker room and you're out. So a uh, lot to play for and all that kind of stuff. So speaking of that, let's turn our attention to Niner Seattle. Yeah. All right. So, uh, interesting. So short week because they're playing on a Saturday, not a huge deal. Niners have had a really wonderful schedule between that Thursday night game and then getting back from Mexico and the, you know, with everything that's played out, they've had some extra time in there and it's been really good. I think overall we're pretty healthy and at the Cardinals in the fourth quarter, we got to kind of rest 
some bodies. It wasn't like super tough all the way through. So a lot of our, some of our folks didn't have as many plays as they might have, which was great. So that's pretty good. So last week, Seahawks in overtime beat the Rams 19 to 16, finished nine and eight and snuck their way in after the Lions beat the Packers. So good for them, though. You know what I mean? They're fighting and hopping and all that kind of stuff. I had a few stats in there, and you want to rip through some of those? I like in general, I would rather play the Seahawks than the Rams. You would. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're, I'm glad that we're in. I think I hate both teams equally at this point in my sister career in the NFL, but, um, but yeah, grateful that we're, I'm excited that we're playing Seattle again. Um, okay. well, we wouldn't have, it would have been the Lions or the Packers. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah. Rams, <laughs> Rams are, they're last in our division. So they were, they're out. And that's a whole story there. McVeigh back and uh, nobody's really sure what's going on down there. So that's really interesting. So we wish him the best. So he's had quite a career down there already and won a Super Bowl. And um, just to get that thing reorganized. So we'll see what happens there. But anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah, tell us a little bit. I got a few stats in there. And let's see. For um, sure. Well, that's uh, about, yeah. Say that's that again. Yeah, Seahawks, they are scoring points. So they're scoring 24 points per game, ranked ninth in the NFL. So they are putting some points up. However, Point number two, M. They're giving up points. So giving up 23.6 per game, which is uh, makes them 25th in that. Yeah. So they're near the bottom in the points per game that they're giving up. And if you notice it, I rounded their, the points they're scoring is actually 23.9 per game. So they're only three tenths off, which thus their record at nine and eight. You know I mean? They're really, they're barely scoring any more on the season average than they're getting. So they've really struggled with that. So the point total they're scoring is pretty decent comparatively in the NFL, but they're giving up a lot of points. So we're going to have to see. And I mean, the Niners have done a really good job. I think we're averaging over 30 points per game with, you know, our man Purdy and things have been clicking pretty well. So if they continue to do that, and obviously if our defense plays, we should be in good shape. Okay. Um, Oh, T.O.P. is time of possession. Tell us about Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Struggle with time of possession. The Niners are third and the Seahawks are 28th. In the NFL. So we are the third best team in the NFL, mostly because we can run the ball pretty well, but just kind of the way we play. Seahawks have struggled with that. So a lot of that has to do with consistent drives and doing those kind of pieces. So time of possession, though, big deal. If we can keep their offense off the field, keep ours on, our defense rests, and then they're even better. So hopefully that will be another trend that will consist continue in this game. Okay, what about the next one? Um. Oh yeah, a uh, good sack team tied with the Niners for seventh with forty-four sacks on the season. Yeah, they're bringing some heat, so that they will be bringing some pressure. So that I think that's just something to recognize. Our offensive line is going to have to do a really good job. Uh, all the guys up front are going to have to work it. You know, last week we had Dan Brunskill filling in at the left guard spot. So they're kind of playing around. Buford was at the right guard spot. Um, and JJ, I think, is tough for everybody. So but the, all that was a pretty good learning lesson. So hopefully we'll do that. Uh, overall, I think Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams played pretty well. So that was really good to see. And I, I do want to give a shout out to old Mike. He's been much maligned around here. You know, he had some issues with some sacks and strip sacks and all that. But Mike's played really well this year overall and done a pretty good job. And so just uh, credit to him for really knuckling down and staying with it because it's not easy uh, to do that. And it's a tough uh, it's a tough gig. So anyway, so good job with that. So And it was just his birthday. So happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy all birthday, right. Mike. And then also with the Seahawks, we have DJ Metcalf, who is always a threat. He is a crazy athlete. Um, and then Pete Carroll, who is just has quite the mouth. Yeah. So Pete Carroll all week, if you guys have been following it, and this is classic Pete Carroll, 
Mr. Psychology and all that bullshit. But anyway, you know, oh, golly, we just barely made it. We're so fortunate to be here. Those Niners, they're so good. 10-game win streak. They're super hot. God, we don't, I don't even know if we have a chance, but we're just going to go down and do the best we can and kind of have some fun with it. And just, you know, we don't have any, expert. blah, blah, blah. Pete, you're bullshitting us. You're coming down to slit our throat. We know it. So quit screwing around. I hope everybody's paying attention. When you have DJ Metcalf and then and Gino's been playing out of his mind at quarterback, um, they've done some really good things there. And I think one of the true issues with that is that this is a rivalry game. You know, they are a rivalry. And, um, you know, the decade before the last four games, you know, they've kind of owned the Niners when we weren't in our best. So um, that's that's a situation that we still got to do. So when they roll in here, I know we're going to get their best shot. We're going to have to – it's going to be a game – uh, I know we're favored by close to 10, but it's going to be a battle. So I, we better lock her down and get her done. Jump on them right away and just uh, suck the life right out of them. So, okay, talked about that rivalry game. They know each other really well. We played now a third time. What do you, I mean, what do you think about this whole thing about it's hard to beat somebody three times in one season? What do you think? Any credence to that? And everybody's saying, oh, well, last year you played the Rams, the NFC Championship, couldn't get it done, blah, 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 and all that kind of bullshit. What do you, what do you think of that whole kind of thing? Is there a second for that? I just think that the Niners are having so much more fun now, you know, and I think that dynamic of play and like the fun and the joy that everybody's bringing to this, just the whole field. Um, I think that goes a long way, you know, and I think at the last few times we played them, it's been, I mean, we're at different points in the season during every game, obviously, but I just think that where the Niners are at right now and just kind of like finding this groove that feels really good and everybody's getting different opportunities. It just, it seems like such a fun game to be playing. And that's obviously something that you and George always talk about, about making it, you know, remembering that it's a child's game and bringing the joy to it. So I don't think it's going to be bad at all. I think we've had a really great opportunity to see them two more times. I think we've done a really, really great job in showing them that we're really serious. And I think that we're finding George Kittle for touchdowns. So as long as we just keep doing that, I mean, uh, I think everything's going to be great. I like it. What a wonderful analysis. I, I'm with you on that. So I, I agree. And I thought Shanahan really presented it well. It's like, we don't have to beat them three times. So all we have to do is beat them this time. And right. so I think it's really different. I think the expectations of this team being on a 10 game win streak, defense is playing as well as they are. Overall, we're pretty healthy. Got a running back back and those kind of things. And I think wide receiver, we're playing better than we, you know, we're at a very high level. So, and Brock has settled in. So I think it's all good. And it's great that we're starting out at home. Um, even though it's supposed to be a really rainy day, but not too worried about the rain because we grind it pretty well. So it's all good. So we can let that thing go. I think the one thing I was talking to George about that just kind of always makes me nervous. Last year, we were the sixth seed and we went to play the Dallas Cowboys who were the third seed. And yep. we know how that turned out, don't we? So yeah, but I think those are also like heavy lessons that nobody forgets. I feel like every year that we've been with the Niners, it's been like we could go to the Super Bowl. I mean, every single year I've been like, we could do it. We could do it. And this year, obviously we feel it even more. So, you know, I just, I don't, I think that energy and that belief, I think, and like even just being around George so much and feeling his passion for the game and his just like steadfast belief all the time. And obviously our whole family is like Super Bowl or bust every single season. But I think that belief really does go a long way. Exactly. So group intent, Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's good. So, yeah, we're just, you know, just remind them, though, that I know Seattle, because once you're in, like we said, it's one and done. So no matter what your seat is, you got to come show up to play. So we'll see. But I'm with you. Okay, so this week, and I'm excited to do this. We kind of, I think we dropped this a little bit, but not a lot. 
and I'm going to let Emmy run with this, but I guess it's pretty excited. So, um, you know, overall, our podcast is a lot about kind of health and wellness. You know, we talk football because we're in season and doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we also talk a lot about mindfulness, meditation, breath work and all those kind of things. And as many of you know, uh, we're yogis. Emma's much more yogi than I am. I'm, I'm a daily practitioner. She's an instructor and teacher. But movement's really important. But so Emma's got this notion and she calls it recipes for wellness. And that's partly because she's an unbelievable chef and a cook. And I love it when she's visiting me because my food is really, really good and I like it and it feels really healthy. Um, but there are a lot of components to recipes for wellness. So Em, just putting you on the spot here to interview, we're going to talk a little bit about this. And this is kind of something that we're going to roll out more fully in 2023. But can you tell us a little bit about your concept about recipes for wellness and what is it and what's it going to look like in 2023 for our, our folks who are listening? Yes. Well, we're super excited about this, just in the different ways that Hidden Pearls has been evolving. And obviously health and wellness is such a huge factor for us and the way we live our daily lives. Um, so we're really excited. Yeah. Big muscles. Um, but we're just really grateful and excited to now kind of have the platform and the space and the clarity around what we feel like is like kind of the heartbeat of Hidden Pearls, right? So as much as football is like a huge factor in this show and in this community, it's also how do we take care of ourselves? How are we showing up? How are we like showing up for other people? Um, the good and the kindness that we put out into the world. And so for me, um, I guess my big, I feel like this is something that I've always known, but I, it finally really landed in my body last year. But this concept of bio-individuality of the fact that no matter what, I do and what works for me, it's not going to work exactly for someone else. So, I mean, obviously Bruce and I are two very different people, but we genetically are pretty similar and what works for me doesn't always work for him and vice versa. And the type of training or the type of rest or the way that, you know, I need to be motivated or what I'm eating and, you know, all these other examples. But what I really want to stress is that everybody is stretch and teach, which we're going to be teaching this, but is that everybody is so different. And so how do we listen to the rhythms, the signs, the cues, the language of our body so that we can figure out the type of healing or the type of medicine that we need in that moment? And, you know, and I don't want to make this confusing at all, but it's like for summer, we need to be taking care of ourselves in a different way for winter, for fall, for spring. And then, you know, there's different things going on when we're really stressed. And, and so for me, I've always seen wellness, like dad said, I, I love cooking. And so I love reading recipe books and going through cookbooks and just understanding like why people are using ingredients or how people, things are coming together. And so for me, like just studying yoga and food and kind of holistic medicine, I've seen, I feel like wellness is like, everybody has their own, well, everybody has their own recipe. And so that to me, so we each have our own recipe, but then there's all these different ingredients that can go into it, right? So we have nutrition, meditation, breath, mindfulness, movement, hydration, sleeps, relationship. There's so many different things from work, finance, to love, to our friendships. Um, and so it's how do we use this unique cocktail or these unique ingredients to create this different type of lifestyle or sensation or feeling within ourselves? And so... Um, what we're going to be doing is teaching some different breath practices, well, different practices in all these different categories that can help you to kind of assess and connect like, okay, right now I might be feeling anger. 
You know, so what's a movement practice that I can do to clear that anger? And then what are some journaling prompts or what's a breathwork practice? And then what's, you know, what can I do to get myself out of that in the moment? So whether that's called your tool, we like to call it our toolbox. Um, but these different practices that we have in place so that if I'm super angry or if I'm super stressed, right. Or I love the example, right. When, when George is about to step out on the field against the saints game and he takes three deep breaths and then he does like a box breath and then he hits his wrist. So he does this activation thing and he goes out and does one of like our still favorite plays ever, but it's how can you manage stress? How can you manage sorrow? How can you manage this heartbreak? How can you manage, you know, taking on these new goals and support yourself accordingly. And so we're really excited because um, you know, these are kind of things that we've all been implementing for so long, but now we're kind of finding a little bit of system and ways to explain it, but then also teach it. And so we're really excited to be rolling that out in 2023 for our Hidden Pearls podcast community. Bam, just like that. No, and and I'm with you on that. And so it's all it's been kind of a subtext for us for a long time. And you've really paid attention to some of the real details. You're great with some of the nutritional things and body compositions and all that kind of stuff. I guess the one point I want to make is we've done so much work with like merging bets and players, and we've talked a lot on the show about mental health. It's just that the physical, the connection between mind and body is so strong. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. people forget that. And so, you know, if, if you want to improve your mental health, it's important to eat right. And it's important to get some movement. It's important to do some breath work. It's important, you know, to take care of some of those relationship things because the mind loves to dump shit into the body and vice versa. And if your body is whacked out and you're not eating good, so if you're eating a lot of junk and you're not hydrating and you're not getting good sleep, um, it's going to, it's going to mess with your mental and your mindset. So we just want to kind of maybe kind of pull that whole circle together and try to help people understand more fully how those things weave together and kind of get a, a program and a plan and whatever it is so that you can be your healthiest in 2023. So that's what we're shooting for. And we want to offer that. And I'm, I'm really excited about that and just kind of broaden the conversation, particularly around mental health issues. Cause we do talk about that and try to help people take steps to uh, making it kind of a holistic approach in 2023. So anyway, so M will be our beacon, our guiding light, our lighthouse out on the corner of the rough seas. Anyway, leading us into whatever storms and or fair weather may be approaching. So we're really excited. Um, any of those categories you want to spend a little bit more time on today or just is the intro good enough? Well, I just, I think with that, I mean, for us, cause we just threw out a bunch of different things. And I think the main thing is while there's so many different areas that you can get started on, um, a lot of times it can just be making one tiny shift, right? So I think, I mean, I say this, I literally try to say this almost every single podcast, but like if you're starting a meditation practice, start with one minute a day, you know, and just show up for yourself and get into that routine. And because the more that you do it, the more you're going to start to notice those tiny, subtle nuances, those tiny little shifts. And like, maybe it's going to feel better, you know, and instead of having that road rage, I took 10 deep breaths and I realized that that person's probably having a pretty bad day or, you know, and using these different tools in that way. And so, um, while we go through this, I think the biggest thing is it's interesting. I'm taking this biohacking course and biohacking is just this term that's getting thrown all over the place. And really what I'm coming to understand it as is it's listening to your body and the intuitive sense that we have about how to take care of ourselves. And so it's how can we you know, try something, 
observe the results and then reflect and refine what we're doing. And so all we're trying to do is teach you different tools and practices that will help you to make these modifications and these minute shifts. So it doesn't have to be like, you know, if you like to eat meat, it's, we're not going to sit here and be like, go all vegan and you have to cut everything out of your life. But it's, here are some different plant-based recipes so that you get more fiber and a diverse rainbow of colors in your diet, which is actually really good for you because of all the plants and minerals. But it's all these little shifts and ways to do it that it that are going to help you affect how you want to feel. And so I guess for me though, I think I kind of want to share what I mean by that when I say recipes for wellness, right? So like for me, I have this specific morning routine that I do that makes me feel my best. And so it's usually, it's waking up at 6.30. I also always sleep with a mouth tape on because sleeping, breathing through your nose, it just, it helps us to slow our breathing down. And there have been some, there's a really great book by, it's called Breath by James Nestor, um, out about the the science behind that. And so um, I take my mouth strip off, I brush my teeth, I go downstairs, I have uh, like 16 ounces of celery juice. I really do 32 ounces, but I like have to break it up because I just can't dump all that into my stomach at once. So I take thir- I do 16 ounces and then I go and do a three-minute plunge in our cold tub. Um, I do three minutes. You, we're trying to hit like 11 minutes a week, but I've realized that I just like don't enjoy doing it on game weekends, even though everybody... like I just don't like doing it. So I have to get my minutes in during the week. And then... Um, I'll come back inside and I'll have the rest of my green juice. And then I do a specific yoga practice to help me get centered and feel really good and at home in my body. It's great because during that time, I'm warming my body up by itself. And so um, it's a great hormone dump. I'm getting a ton of dopamine from the cold therapy, but then also my body changing the dynamic and the... um, Yeah. So there's a the hormones that feels awesome. Um, but either way, it just like helps your skin. It helps your pores. It helps your circulation, your cardio, um, your cardiovascular system. Um, and then I'm having some like immunity bombs. So it's making sure that I'm getting like ginger, lemon, honey, turmeric in my system. And like I'm saying, I know these are like big things, but like once you start to just implement these tiny things, you kind of get addicted to it because it makes you feel so good. And I think what we really want to do is teach people how to make these shifts in their lives and include these different ingredients so that you feel fucking awesome every single day. Because waking up and feeling that way is like what I found like the biggest treasure ever is like, how can I feel alive and electric in my body all the time um, so that I can live the life that I want to live? Okay. Well, then... That's a little preview. I won't go into my morning routine, but it's a little different. But, but you have a very specific one too, though, and it's yeah, different. Very, right. So I guess what I do want to say, I want to say just two things is to folks who are listening. Uh, one is, you know, it can be really detailed and it can have a lot of components to it, but I don't want to say that it's complicated. So don't, I don't want anybody to go, oh man, I can't deal with all that stuff. And, you know, ginger this and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to mess with all that. So again, Emma said it really accurately. Pick one little area to start in and do one thing. And just add to that. So great book, Atomic Habits. But there's some other stuff, you know, that you can set yourself up for success and just start small and just work at it. And it's all, uh, you know, everything's in process and give yourself room to kind of grow um, as you go through all that kind of stuff. And just, I would just encourage you not to get overwhelmed and like, oh, I can't do it. So, because you can do it. And there's a lot about it that you can um, bring and we're here to help you with it. And so just do the small pieces um, kind of as you get going. So yeah, that's what I guess I kind of dumped you. I, I dumped a lot on this, but I just, I, I finally, lot, like, I finally feel like I've like 
figured it out though. Like what makes me feel so good. And it ma- I'm so happy that I feel that way. But I will say that like, as we go through and teaching these things, we're going to be implementing it and like, try to hit like when you wake up in the morning, you know, don't get on Instagram right away. Don't get on social media. Instead, maybe try doing legs at the wall for 10 minutes or listening to the call map. Like that's a really, honestly, when we were first getting started, I feel like that really changed our meditation practice in learning how to just hold still. Right. So how can I relax my body, but then also just get some breath work in, listen to a guided meditation. Um, and also just maybe try drinking in like 20 to 40 ounces of water first thing in the morning. That for my, I have a couple of clients that I'm working with right now. And like doing that has changed their life in such an awesome way, just because they don't like drinking water during the day. So waking up and making it a habit that you're drinking water first thing can be so incredibly helpful to your nervous system, to your brain, to your digestive functions. So, you know, just thinking about these little minute shifts. And so as we're kind of rolling all this stuff out, it's going to be a little bit more plug and play so you can really minimize it and make it simple and digestible. Um, But yeah, either way, we're really excited to do that. We're also going to be... And with that, obviously, we're going to be doing... uh, So we do our Mindful Mondays, or Bruce does, um, but we're going to be having more like guided meditations and some different courses. And right now we've been mostly doing stuff with merging bets and players in the NFLPA, but you know, we want to definitely offer some different practices um, outside of those organizations. So, so yeah, there'll just be a lot more HPP content to consume this year. Yes. So, and you're not just going to riff on them for 30 minutes and just jump a bunch of stuff. You're going to You riff on football for 30 minutes and no one says anything, but I go off on my ginger bombs, which have kept me, I haven't gotten sick this whole year, knock on wood, but like, I, I haven't gotten sick all year. I feel like I've cleared my skin up because of these, my hair is super radiant. Right. So like, to me, these immunity bombs are worth riffing on for 30 minutes. So whether you're here for the football or whether you're here for the immunity bombs, stay tuned for the immunity bomb show, which is coming up soon. All right. Last thing I was going to just say is, uh, uh, you know, we talk a lot about mindset and mental prep and doing all that. And this all kind of dovetails in there. The only one thing I will say is that sometimes just action changes things faster than thoughts. You know, I think our thoughts and emotions are really important, but at some point you just have to decide you're going to do something and you just put it on the calendar and you just go do it no matter what. And if that's your one thing, whether like Emma said, one minute of meditation a day or doing, you know, the night before preparing your immunity bomb so it's ready to go and you don't have any excuses. As long as you're picking something and just getting started, taking that first step is the hardest part of the journey. And then it's just keeping those steps going. So that's what we're here for. And we're going to try to help you along the way and give you a lot of options so you can design your own recipe for your best self and your wellness. So we're excited to do that. Yeah, I'm super excited. You have a lot of knowledge. So it's pretty cool. Thank okay. You. And the other thing, wait, I want to say this other thing um, because I get a lot of messages on this and we are coming out with more Hidden Pearls podcast merch. Um, so what? I'm very excited about that. We're going to do some more hats um, that aren't an exclusive drop with Tight End You. So we're going to have some different hats. Um, we actually had an awesome meeting with our residency team yesterday. And so um, I've been drawing up some different hoodies because I think we need some, we just need more Hidden Pearls podcast swag. So uh, if you didn't get any from our first drop, um, don't worry because we're going to be coming out with more. Okay. All right. Let's see. We had a Dane and Deanie, but we've been going a little bit long. I don't know. There's much to report from up north here with the old Dean Meister. Uh, the rain and cold has left her pretty well snuggling on the couch or one of the beds underneath the rug most of the time. 
Uh, she's a little elusive when we look for walks because it's been raining like for six weeks straight. Um, so anyway, but I don't know. But I did see a picture of young Dane. For those of you, that's Emma's dog. Uh, he's such a stud muffin, but he's, he's slimmed down. They, I don't want to say starved him, but he, he's been texting. Don't say that. that he's been starved. This is, this uh, is what I'll say about Dane. Dane is seven and a half. Um, and last year he started like his energy really changed. He started having some joint issues and I got really freaked out because yeah, he really started limping and he didn't want to go on walks anymore. And he would just like lay down and he was just like very, just like not here. And so I was really scared that that something else was going on. And so I took him in, I had a bunch of scans done. I had a bunch of blood work done and either way, working through a bunch of different um, doctors and practitioners uh, and reading a lot of stuff on the internet, we kind of, I we narrowed it down to some different joint practices, but also like mobility work. Like, dude, I give my dog a massage every morning and like, I like rub on his little joints and I'm not kidding. I rub his little joints and then I do mobility. So I'll like, like compress his leg and then I'll extend it. But either way, that combination with the right joint supplementation is like, like he used to not be able to run. And now he's running all over the place. We take him to the dog beach. He's like out there swimming in the waves and he's doing fine. I feel like I got my puppy back, honestly, even though he's like white and scruffy around his beard now, but um, also losing a little weight. Um, Dogs are very, very affected by the amount of weight that they carry. And I shall not lie. It was my fault. Um, I may have aided in him gaining a little extra weight, but now we're a lot more strict about what he's getting and when he's eating and um, yeah. So I feel like, I feel like I got my little puppy back. So it's, it's been a gift. Yeah. So I would just say if something's going on with your dog and something's like wrong, like look into it and do research and show up for them because they want to feel good and they need help. There's actually a really great, uh, Chinese medicine book. It's called, I think it's called Chinese medicine for dogs and cats, but I'll link it in the show notes. Um, I did buy it and I actually worked with the woman, worked with the author and she did some like Qigong, uh, virtually. And I think that helped a ton too in understanding like what was going on. And she helped me with a lot of the supplements. So, uh, I'll recommend that. I hope Deanie doesn't watch this show because she's going to be really jealous of all the action that Dane's getting. So I keep telling Claire and George to do it. Uh, I, not my deal. Okay. Uh, so we're going to keep updates on Dane and his progress as he uh, rehabilitates and does all that kind of thing. So, okay. So last thing, uh, Emma and I are working on uh, doing Olympic distance triathlon. So we're going to put this out there. So I picked one I'm doing just because uh, I've got a friend who's participating in this one and I've never done one before. So I'm going to do that. So I'm planning on doing St. Anthony's tribe, April, the weekend of April 29th. I think it's down in St. Petersburg, Florida. So I'm doing that one. I think by then, though, young Emma's going to be out of the country. So I won't. she won't be able to join me. So we're looking for one more and more West Coast earlier than that. But we're going to give that a try. So just throwing that out there for you, Emerging Vets and Players folks, if you're listening, uh, we're going to put a Yammer page together uh, for folks who are interested in that and uh, try to encourage that. We're trying to do it as a uh, fundraiser as well. So more details on those things are coming. But uh, my biking and swimming is coming along fairly well. Uh, the run is always a struggle, but we'll see. But it's um, hopefully hopefully the six point whatever <laughs> will feel okay at the end of it. You can walk it in like 40 minutes. You're going to be fine. Oh, listen to you. So anyway, so that's on the agenda there. And then, uh, M, any, uh, any, any hidden pearls that you've stumbled across? 
Hmm. Um, I got engaged. Well, we should say that. Okay. Well, happy engagement, M. My fiance. <laughs> fiance is Cody Ponce. So Cody, shout out to you, my man. We're super grateful to have you and all of your family in. So we had a great weekend last weekend and he was up and made the big proposal and dad was there with us and sister and family and all that kind of stuff. So it was very cool. So yes, congratulations, Emmy Lou. Um, Thanks. Um, so- yeah. I mean, I, sp- I feel like as far as that, there's Dane. Woof, 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 woof. Um, I'm reading the plant-based athlete right now and yeah. I've listened to their podcast and I follow all their stuff on social media, but I've never actually, actually I have their cookbook too. So I started with their cookbook and then now I'm reading their book, um, that it's very tangent to it, but it's the science behind it. And so just understanding. So, um, this is also something that we'll be including in the recipes for wellness content that we'll be sharing just different protein options that are more plant-based. Um, if that's what you're interested in. Um, but yeah, it's been really fascinating. And I think even just we're all trying to read one book a month. And so I'm excited. Um, I have so many books on my bookshelf. Honestly, most of them are like yoga textbooks. So it's nice to read something else right now. Um, but yeah, doing that. Okay. I like that. So let's see. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I've been around some really good people. I guess I already made a shout out to the Niners organization. It was great the way they received Eugene and that. And I want to give a shout out to the sisters who came. So uh, my wife, Jan, Emma's mom, Jan, um, has uh, nine sisters. And so three of them came out with Eugene uh, from Iowa to join her. And that was a little bit of a hidden pearl for me just because I don't get, we don't see them that often. So yeah. it's fun to be around the kind of sisters in that way. And then just the uh, grace and love that was shown to the June during that time. So that was all pretty cool. So uh, excited about all those kind of things. So um, it's been good. So, all right. Well, Am, this has been super fun. We're glad to put out a show. I like doing it with you. So I'm really excited about the recipes for wellness and all the things that are coming for that. Uh, we have some new partnerships coming. So we're excited about that. And we're starting to plan our off season a little bit. So we'll be pushing more content and all that kind of stuff out. Uh, very soon. So we uh, wish everybody the best. Go Niners. Uh, let's lock up another victory and get another home game here as we're fighting and scrapping our way to that old Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. So, all right, Em, any uh, closing words? No, just thank you guys so much for being on. Um, I guess we'll just do the closing right now since so I don't have to clip it, but thank you guys so much for being on our podcast. Um, we love listening. If you're watching the YouTube, you can actually see Dane's tail wagging in the bottom right corner and it's super cute. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm super grateful for our health. I'm super grateful for um, our family. I am very grateful that we have power in Southern California. Um, yeah, I just, there's a lot of love going around. I'm super grateful for my fiance. And now that I have to learn baseball. So I've been kind of joking about this, but uh, there's actually this funny photo that uh, of me and dad at my engagement party and we're like standing there laughing because I'm like, dude, we really got to learn baseball now. 
And Kim actually, uh, actually the Niners photographer, Kim, um, came over and photographed it. So that was a really special moment, but either way, if you want to get involved, um, you can tag us, you can follow us, you can subscribe, um, either on YouTube. That's really, we really appreciate that too, getting those numbers up. Um, but then you can also subscribe on Apple podcasts. So you never miss anything. Um, if you give us a review, we super, super appreciate it. Maybe go and do that as an engagement present guys. That would just be so wonderful. Um, But yeah, either way, just want to say we love you guys. Thank you so much for everything and go Niners.